Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for February 21st, 2023. Our outlook on the housing market. Last year, the housing market was pummeled by the sharp rise in mortgage rates. Demand conditions still look quite dour, especially with loan rates projected to remain higher for some time. Can we expect housing activity to bottom out soon? And what could that mean for home values? This is Brian Kirk, and joining us today we have senior economist Ben Ayers and economist Daniel Vilhaber. To provide our outlook on the housing sector, sharing their analysis of market conditions as we head into spring selling season. Ben, thanks for joining us. Let's start with home sales, which is the primary factor people think about when discussing the housing market. We know that sales dropped sharply over 2022. Mortgage rates spiked and demand dried up. What does the market look like for the prospective sellers and buyers this spring and summer? Sure, Brian, thanks. You know, you're looking at the sales perspective and We continue to see that sales activity declines month after month after month. We just got the data for January for existing home sales, another small decline down to an annualized pace of 4.0 million sales, which actually is the worst pace since late 2010. We continue to see that activity cuts back every month. This is the 12th consecutive monthly decline in existing home sales, which represent the lion's share of the market across the space as most people buy an existing home and not a new home. And so we continue to see, despite even some reductions in mortgage rates that we've seen, mortgage rates peaked in November and have come down a little bit, obviously still much higher than where they were you know, a year ago or several years before now, but obviously come down a little bit. But we haven't seen that really move demand much as the sales activity continues to contract. You know, Specifically, when you think about if you're a seller, you know, why are you going to come into the market and why are you going to trade up your mortgage rate? Because the vast majority of current owners have a mortgage rate that's 4% or even lower because most people bought within the past several years. And so they have a very low mortgage rate. And, you know, you talk about moving, you're going to have to get a new mortgage. You're going to have to trade that, you know, three, three and a half, four percent 4% mortgage up for a six, six and a half, maybe even 7% mortgage in the current market. And most people are saying, let's wait it out. Let's not list our home and let's keep us out of the market until maybe we see those rates come down if we do want to make a move. And so because of that, the supply of existing homes on the market remains very low. New sales, according to data from Redfin so far in 2023, are running below levels from the last couple of years. And you know, much of the conversation in the past couple of years was how low the amount of supply on the market was. We're actually seeing lower new listings this year than then. Uh, and those that are listing their homes, they're having to stay longer on the market. We're seeing that the average time from listing to contract continues to go up. More owners are having to institute price drops because there's just not the demand out there in the market. So they're having to lower the price of their listing to drive more interest. And so yet again, not a great market from a seller's perspective because A, you have to think about that mortgage rate shift, but you know certainly the market has definitely cooled and you're not getting as good of prices as you've seen over the past couple of years. 
And then from a buyer perspective, prices are falling in many markets, but really those high mortgage rates are a major affordability obstacle. You know, it's just hard to come in and think about buying a new home, especially if you're a first-time home buyer, we have to think about having a huge down payment to go with that. And then when you combine the fact that those mortgage rates are up several percentage points from where they were a year ago, it just makes it untenable for many buyers. You know, the price of an immediate existing home has dropped to about the same level it was in the summer of 2021, but a 30-year fixed mortgage rate is more than three percentage points higher. Uh, and that translates to about five to $600 per month, an increase in the, in the cost of an average mortgage. So that's a lot of money. And you're talking about a huge cost, not because the price of the underlying asset has gone up, but purely to meet the market demand for the interest rates. And because of that, many folks are being priced out. And that's even without factoring in that there's very low supply, very low options on the market. And that makes it really tough for many buyers to think about coming in. We're seeing a big shift back to people going back to rental market. And there's a big demand for rental activity and not surprising given what's going on across the housing market from both a buyer and a seller perspective. This should translate into a pretty sluggish year for housing activity. I think we are near the bottom, but still, I think overall, the activity this year is going to be quite subdued. And a lot of this is tied to the outlook for mortgage rates, which we do expect to remain at 6% or higher for much of the year. And that's really going to help to cut back on the overall amount of activity that we see. Well, thanks, Ben. Yeah, you did mention the, um, the inventory of homes. So let's go ahead and transition to home construction, which has also seen a significant cooling off of activity. Daniel, how are builders responding to the changing market conditions? And have you seen any data on the availability of new homes or apartments? Well, builders are pulling back from upwards some scorching paces from late 2020 through the first half of 2022. But the most recent reading for housing starts still would have been considered a very strong pace between 2007 and 2020 during the prolonged recovery from the Great Recession. The reason that construction hasn't sunk to even lower levels is because of multifamily units. Builders aren't just pulling back, they're preferentially pulling back on single-family starts and shifting more toward multifamily units. The percent of starts made up by multi-unit structures has been consistently well above the long-run average over the last 12 months and actually hit a 40-year high in November. So clearly, builders are seeing and expecting a further shift in demand from single-family units to apartments due to high house prices and mortgage rates. February's reading of the housing market index actually showed a rebound in the components for present sales and expected sales over the next six months, but these measures are still pretty weak in an absolute sense and signal weak expected demand for single-family homes. So we'll likely continue to see this bias toward apartments and housing construction in the coming months. And we should see this kind of filter in, these, these construction trends filter in and affect the market in the form of greater availability of apartments relative to single family homes. So Ben, based on what we just heard from Daniel, it sounds like the housing sector could potentially struggle again in 2023. Can you provide us with any optimism here? Is the worst over for housing or almost over for housing? Do you see any green shoots that signal a bottoming out of market conditions here? Sure. You know, obviously we're in pretty low depths with the level of overall housing market activity. You know, getting down to the levels of total sales that we saw during the housing market collapse, you know, around 2008 to 2010. So clearly at a very low level here. And that does tell us that probably much of the worst is over. You know, I think we're getting closer to the bottom. You know, we did see some signs recently 
of some better data. Pending home sales edged up in December, although obviously that didn't reflect itself with an improved number for existing home sales in January. Mortgage applications, well, not great. Mortgage applications for purchase picked up as well. Uh, and Daniel mentioned the pop in home builder sediment. So there have been some signs of some you know, potential improvement in the overall numbers. But a lot of this is still tied to mortgage rates. And it's not surprising that many of these positive data points followed that decline in mortgage rates with the 30-year fixed mortgage topping above 7% and getting down to you know just above 6% in early February. It's not surprising to see a little bit of a pop in activity in response to that. But the problem is rates have come back up again. And there's going to be a lot of sensitivity to the rate environment over the rest of the year. And as I already mentioned, I think we do expect to see that the average 30-year mortgage rate will remain 6% to 6.5% over much of the year. And because of that, you think you're going to see a little bit of these signs of improvement temporarily, but they're going to be kind of false increases. And we're going to see overall relatively still downtrend over much of the year. And on that being said, you know, when we're looking for green shoots, that's what we're looking for is to see that there is an increase in mortgage applications for purchase. People are coming back into the market. They're responding to things. We're seeing a buildup in overall activity. And we're just not there yet. I think when you look ahead over the rest of the year, you know, we're going to bottom out. Somewhere in the middle part of the year, maybe it's the second quarter, maybe it's the third quarter that spells a pretty weak spring and summer selling season. And as we move closer to the end of the year, maybe we'll start to see those mortgage rates come down. And as we go into 2024, some better activity. Um, but much of this depends on the rate environment. And much of that depends on what happens with the Fed. And we're expecting that the Fed will keep those the policy rates elevated over the rest of the year. And that certainly has some downstream impacts on the impact that we see for mortgage rates. And so right now we're expecting a relatively tight mortgage rate environment over the rest of the year and that really constricts the overall amount of activity on um, the spread to the 10-year treasury rate right now from the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is quite wide uh, maybe that compresses a little bit and maybe that gives a little bit more activity for housing but yet again i think the bottom out is not quite there yet i don't think the bottom is much lower than where we are right now but we're not quite to the bottom and still, even that rebound, I would expect, over the second half of this year is not going to be very strong. It's probably more into 2024 that we'll see some more activity. Well, thanks for that, Ben. You know, a key aspect for every homeowner is the value of their home. And prices have cooled off in many markets around the country, but most remain up over the past year. Daniel, can you update us on where we expect house prices to go over the next year? Yeah, well, like you said, Brian, nationally year-over-year growth in the core logic home price index has cooled considerably since it's a, since hitting a record high of nearly 21% last March. But the latest reading from November still had prices up 8% from a year prior. So growth isn't what it was, but it's not exactly crashing. In an absolute sense, prices are still very high. They're only down about 2.5% from their peak. And in conjunction with high mortgage rates, they've driven housing affordability down to levels we haven't seen since the mid-80s. And this has contributed significantly to the lower number, the lower sales numbers that Ben was talking about. But we've seen the peak for house prices, and we expect to see flat to negative price growth over the course of 2023. A collapse in prices isn't expected, however, just because the supply isn't there. The number of existing homes for sale came up some in 2022, but it's still far lower than, than any other time on record prior to the current expansion. In fact, there already seems to be some evidence that the decline in house prices is losing steam. 
If we look regionally, Zillow's home value index was declining in 79% of the largest markets in September, and that has steadily trended down to 47% in January. So house prices in some markets are still running much hotter than the national average, and they should continue to even as prices cool. So you think of places where we've seen a lot of population growth recently, like the southeast, the southern Atlantic coast, and particularly Florida. They they should expect to see some price growth that is that is higher, even much higher than the national average. And then there are other markets where we're likely to see more decline than the national average, which is what we expect to see out west and along the Pacific coast. So there's definitely a regional aspect to this. The price growth will come down all over the country, just not as much in some areas or even nearly as much in, in some areas as others. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate that. Ben, anything you'd like to add about our outlook for the housing sector in 2023? What are some of the swing factors that we can expect to see, um, you know, for the market to see it really rebound? Yeah, I think Daniel made some great points there on the price side of things. You know, know, we talked a lot about mortgage rates. I still think that is the key swing factor. But, you know, I am very interested in what's going on in new home construction. You know, that's a market where you know, we've been talking about for years, we need more construction. And obviously that has shifted from the single family market to the multifamily, but still with the supply of existing homes still very low, be very interested to see if there continues to be some pretty solid demand on the new home side. You know, big picture, you know, as, as Daniel and I have both outlined, we are not expecting much more downside from here. I think we've seen most of the decline that we're going to see in overall activity. And as conditions improve, particularly on the rate front, as we go into 2024, we are expecting to see some pretty solid activity again. The underlying demand fundamentals for housing still are very good. The demographics is still very supportive. There's a huge age group, particularly the the younger millennial age group that is just now aging into those key home buying years. Uh, And there's still a lot of demand for single family housing. I think everyone's just kind of waiting through what's happening right now, strictly on the rate environment, till things get a little more affordable. Uh, And so because of that, I think the downside from here is relatively minimal, both from a price perspective and from overall activity perspective. And I think once we hopefully get through maybe a potential downturn this year and we see the Fed start to ease and we're going to see some easing of those mortgage rates, that we're going to see some stronger growth in the years ahead. You know, again, wrapping up our overall outlook, I think that sales activity and prices as price decline should bottom out about the middle stages of this year. And we are expecting to maybe see some gradual upturn towards the end of the year, but really most of the growth recovery is going to happen in 2024. And even then, we still might be limited because we're not expecting that mortgage rates will be down to below 5% until maybe the end of 2024. Uh, so really, it's maybe even more of a 2025 story. Um, but at that stage, we should see the strong demand fundamentals kick back in. We're going to see hopefully some overall new listings, some overall new home construction, and the mortgage rates get down to about that 4.5% range is where we think it will settle in the medium to long term. We're going to get back to the more normal activity and a boost in overall housing market growth. Well, thanks, Ben. And thank you, Daniel, for a great discussion on the housing sector, which is a very important topic for the economy. Join us next time for more analysis on the economy and financial markets. Looking ahead to March, We'll include a reaction to the upcoming FOMC meeting. How much higher will they raise interest rates? Also, in March, we'll look at employment trends. And we'll also focus on the rise in food prices. 
make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when each new episode is released. Until next time, for Nationwide Market Insights, this is Brian Kirk. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide Inn and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2023 nationwide.